Hello, this is Masajati. Welcome to my podcast, Exponential Intelligence. This is episode 132, titled, Can You Enter Heaven Being Filthy Rich? It's part of the Demystifying Religion series. As a note, if you do have any questions um, that you want me to clarify on spiritual concepts, religious concepts, uh, no matter what religion or spiritual movement, uh, drop me a line at masei. That's M-A-S-E-I, Masi, at masajati.com. And as always, we'll be doing uh, a meta-healing to integrate the concepts of exponential intelligence, what we talk about here, into our being, so we understand it from a much deeper level. This quote comes from Jesus, where he talks about that it's easier for uh, a camel going through the eye of a needle than a rich man entering heaven. I'm going to read you the, the exact quote and then the story behind that quote. The eye of a needle is scripture quoting Jesus recorded uh, in the Synoptic Gospels. He goes on to say, I tell you the truth, it is hard for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. Again, I tell you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. Now, there's a lot of different variations. Some people say that the eye of a needle is uh, actually a, a gate, I believe, in Jerusalem that uh, is, was much shorter, a lot smaller, so the camels nearly had to kneel down uh, and crawl through uh, to get into this city, uh, making it very difficult. Uh, and then the other versions is that um, camel, uh, a, misspe- a misspelling or very close pronunciation to the word camel, um, misrepresented, uh, meaning rope. So either way, basically what they're saying that it's very a task that is so difficult to accomplish is a lot easier than for a rich man to enter heaven's gate. And the story all started, and I'm just going to go ahead and read this uh, to you from Wikipedia, is where Jesus uh, was saying in response to a young rich man who had asked Jesus what he needed to do in order to inherit eternal life where Jesus replied that he should keep the commandments to which the man stated he had done. Jesus responded, If you want to be perfect, go sell your possessions and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come follow me. The young man became sad and was unwilling to do this. Jesus then spoke this response, leaving his disciples astonished. So in this podcast, in this episode, we're going to break down the details of what Jesus meant, most likely, from exponential intelligence version. Because there's a lot of contradictory statements throughout the scriptures in all in all religions uh, about wealth uh, and then that that going into that heavenly state. So what did Jesus exactly mean? 
And then what's the EI version of that? Uh, is there truth in that meaning that it is easier for a camel to go through an eye of a needle uh, than it is for a rich man uh, to enter uh, the kingdom of heaven? Uh, and through E.I.'s perspective, uh, perspective, there is a there is a grain of truth, <clears throat> but it's got nothing to do with what we understand it. And I'm going to go back and reread that part just to clarify what was meant. So when Jesus said, "If you want to be perfect, go sell your possessions and give to the poor." and you will have treasure in heaven. And then most individuals take that verbatim. And although it's true, you should take it verbatim, but his true meaning was that in this definition or in this statement, Jesus saw the young man creating his security, uh, creating his identity, creating his confidence uh, around the wealth that he had gained. It wasn't about, say, the knowledge or that internal being or that connection to God or what I call pure source. It had nothing to do with that. So the reason why Jesus had wanted to sell, uh, what had wanted the young man to sell everything and let go of everything, was not because wealth is bad. The understanding of physical possession that destroys and corrupts, that was his meaning. So. So what Jesus was saying to the young man is like, sell everything, understand who you are at a deeper level, understand the brilliance that you are, the greatness that you are, without your possessions. And then you'll understand, one, the kingdom of heaven, the treasures that lie within you here, and then the treasures that lie within you uh, after you cross over. Now, this happened to Buddha, this happened to Jesus, this happens to a lot of individuals. In fact, this happened to me. Uh, I, I went bankrupt, uh, and then, I'll tell you my story, actually. Um, it was one of the hardest times, because for me, I was very, very successful, you know, earned a six-figure income, um, and I thought all my securities that I had was based around wealth. And that would be uh, that would have kept me happy. Uh, and then what happened I, after my second near-death experience? Well, I lost all my wealth. Uh, I had a I had my own company. Uh, lost most of my clients within uh, three to four months. So I went from a six-figure income to probably a hundred dollars a month in a very short time. Uh, very, it deflates the ego so fast. You would not. You would not believe how fast your identity gets destroyed in that respect. So for me, uh, after I lost my house, you know, filed bankruptcy, so on, there was nothing really to lose. And at that moment, literally, I, I, it was probably the darkest time um, in my life because uh, I had kids at the time, you know, kids, wife, and so on. Uh, and it's like, gosh, what am I going to do? How am I going to sustain this, right? All the worries that we uh, that we all have every, each and every day. Uh, well, that became much, 
more magnified when you're in that position. You just don't know where to go. Uh, so you know, it's like I broke down, tears in my eyes, and uh, you know I just you know, talked to God. I said, "Gosh, um, you know I don't know where to go. I'm just gonna leave it be." Basically, submitting my will. At that instant, where it was say the darkest, uh, the brilliance of light came into me and this thundering voice i don't know where it came from it could have been my voice it could have been that immediate connection you know when there's a tragic experience that happens you become so present right, that you it's euphoric so that was a tragic experience you know where you you get pushed you get shoved so far that there's just nowhere to go that your identity literally breaks uh, and that's the point where I was at. Uh, it broke. That identity that I had of who I was broke. And this is where that voice came in. It's like, now that you've lost everything, what have you really lost? And this voice did not come, the answer did not come from, uh, you know, the conscious mind. It came from a came from an inner knowing. It's like this inner knowing. It's like this genie awoke from in, within me and it was so vast and it was so grand and uh, and I realized at a conscious level it's like well what have I lost and then I saw things from a very different perspective I didn't see it from the one percent that I talk about the one percent is your human identity the physical form that you are here right uh, if I asked you who you are, you say you're a doctor, you're a lawyer, you're a healer, whatever it might be, that's that 1% that we uh, identify with who we think we are. The 99% is what we're always reaching for, something outside of ourselves. Uh, but that 99% exists in and around us. I was seeing life from that 99%. So at that moment where it was the darkest for me, the light shines so brightly. And from that moment on, I understood who I was at such a deep level that the confidence, the courage, whatever else I needed, never came from any material possession here. The material possession that I gained afterwards was because of a reflection of the confidence and the security that I had connecting to my higher self and then to pure source. And that's what I talk about, say, significant success. So I'm sure when Jesus was talking about that, he was talking about well, basically what I was talking about, and I'm going to clarify um, what he actually meant so just to finish up my story and then i'll move on is that from that moment on i never ever looked back i never ever ever felt insecure no matter what happened to me yes i lost my house i lost uh again my clients i lost pretty much everything and i went through the process but there was a deeper inner knowing of who i was and then that assurance that something of greatness that was welling inside me was growing. Uh, 
So yes, I went through the trials and tribulations of you know moving to a smaller house and this and that, all those things that we go through. But somehow, uh, I supported my family. I took care of them um, excellently. Uh, everything worked out magically, if you want to call it magic, or you could call it that your higher self, your your spirit has your back, uh, and it <clears throat> it not only uh, it not only was my uh, my experience. People who go through the same process, the individuals that have helped break down to that point where they start to see themselves, the grandest that they are. Sometimes you have to go to that level to break apart your identity, to see the grandness that you are from a very different perspective. They go through the same process as well. Again, much like Buddha did, uh, much like Jesus did. That's why they escaped into the woods, lost everything, right? let go of everything. And then when they come back, the brilliance, the abundance, the level of wealth. Uh, you know, nowadays, you know, the big houses, the big mansions, the big cars, um, uh, whatever else that you need to sustain a living. Or if you don't need any of those, either way is fine. Either way, the point is that you're internally complete, you're internally happy. So whether you need just, you know, standard life totally fine uh if you need the mansions the cars or you know the jets or whatever that's fine too neither side distorts you right if you shy away from the abundance right the jets cars whatever that is a rightfully yours from uh, a pure source perspective or from from uh from a heavenly perspective, let's say, you're no worse off than, say, a corrupted, uh, wealthy, or rich man. So let's jump into the details on why I said that there is a grain of truth in what Jesus was saying. And let me give you an example. So you can understand it. Uh, at a much clearer level. Say that you come from the hood, right? Not very, uh, not wealthy, very poor. Um, you know, there's abuse in the family and so on like that. Right? But you've got talent. Uh, and then say there's a scout that sees you Right, and you're of age, and it's like, wow, you should be a football player, uh, or a singer, or whatever. Right, uh, and they take you in, they make you successful. You've got a lot of money, you've got your cards, you've got your wealth, whatever that you need. The outside perspective. So people looking at you, people looking at your life, you're going, wow. They're going, wow. That person has it all, should be happy, they should be content, because that's what we all derive, say, wealth to be. If I had X amount of money, then all my problems will disappear. I'll be a happy person. But what happens is, from the internal aspect, that person went from, say, rags to riches, 
And although these uh, the abilities or the talent came from, again, everything comes from one source, um, not understanding, say, where wealth comes from, and again, an outside source, he, he still, or they still carry the issues or problems now much more magnified than ever before. So what happens is that everybody sees that he should be happy. He sees that they should be happy. But then on the inside, it's like, well, why am I not happy? Why is everything magnified? I still have the same same relationships maybe with prettier people, but the same relationships as I did before, the same abusive relationships. Uh, I still have, some. a lot of times, I still have they have lots of money now, but that money burdens me, it worries me, and on and on and on. I still have the addiction problems. And then what happens is that, well, I need more wealth because that's what we've been trained. Right? That money will solve those problems or those issues or it will make us happy. That's not because, well, some people say like, uh, money doesn't make you happy because, you know, we we don't know where to shop. It's not the case. So we make more money. Right? And then that gap between how, where you should be, right? How you should be happy, how you should be complete, especially from the outside world, widens. So you get wealthier. So the gap on how happy and complete you should be compared to where you really are gets magnified because now you should be even more happier. You should be more complete. Uh, you shouldn't have, say, the problems uh, that you do. So you feel further apart. So there's a huge chasm that happens that, that gets created. Um, and if you think about it, that's what Jesus really meant at a deeper level is that, yes, when you become wealthy from a distorted perspective, from an outside perspective, not creating there that internal wealth deep inside first, okay, you you magnify or you, you reflect back of how empty you really are. And that's why it's much harder for a wealthy man to get into say, heavens, uh, the kingdom of heaven, because now you get to see how far off or how distorted you become. So I believe that's the real meaning of what Jesus was trying to tell this young, wealthy man. Uh, it's not about the wealth corrupting you. It's not about you know the riches of this world corrupting you. Um, Buddha never said that. Jesus never said that. Uh, no, Muhammad never said. Any of those great individuals never ever said that. In fact, they used wealth uh, to transform the thinkings of well, civilizations. Uh, to, to to carry on further with an example, what happens sadly is that many individuals. They want that wealth, but then what happens is that uh, what happens is that they've been so ingrained with this story or this idea. Right? Even if you don't go to church or uh, are non-religious in society, it's so ingrained that most individuals uh, 
who become successful also feel guilty about that success or wealth. So the wealth that they have never satisfies them. First of all, um, it's not significant success. Second of all, uh, the distorted patterns still exist so that wealth literally at times say abuses them and again is not satisfying or complete and then what we do is well thank god I'm, what we do is this thinking is like well i don't want to be wealthy like that because then you get greedy and then i'm not going to go to heaven on the flip side you stay poor or mediocre You are no better off than that wealthy individual. You're just the opposite side of the coin. Because both individuals, the wealthy individual or those individuals who are poor or choose not to become, say, of wealth in a proper form, both personalities or both individuals are blinded and cannot see the brilliance and the level of abundance that they are at an internal level. So, to put it in religious terms, distorted wealth or staying in a space of lack keeps you out of heaven and where you don't really understand who you are. Hopefully that clarifies that statement that Jesus made. Let's just go ahead and jump into a meta-healing. And if you're new, welcome. A meta-healing is where I guide you into a deep state of meditation beyond hypnosis, uh, NLP, um, uh, or anything else that you've tried physically, and you'll see you'll soon see what I mean. Uh, and then I will, I help you reprogram at your core level what I call your source code, and that's where the fantastic uh, transformations in one's life come uh, happens, whether it's physical, uh, whether it's relationships, whether it's success. So with that in mind, getting comfortable, sitting, standing, lying down, taking a deep breath in, noticing where you are. Again, by noticing where you are, noticing the space around you, whatever you're sitting, standing, lying down on. Becoming familiar with where you are, noticing the details. whether they're in front of you, whether your eyes are closed, becoming aware of all front, behind, to the side, above, below. Strong, deep breath, and again, so inhaling nice and deep through the nose, nice and deep, slow four count, holding, And then as we slowly exhale, slower than the inhale, get a controlled breathing, connecting to what I call the mastermind group. Mastermind, this is where two or more individuals 
whenever two or more individuals get together, creates a consciousness, another personality. This is a combination of all those individuals that are that are listening to this podcast or may listen to this podcast. Strength in numbers. We're going to take advantage of that opportunity to pull us out of the ruts that we've fallen into, pushing us through those blocks so we can see and be much grander. Another uh, disciplined breath in and inhaling through the nose. Holding and releasing, letting go. Asking ourselves, how do I connect to pure source even stronger? Nothing religious or spiritual. You're literally asking, how do I become my limitless self? So you can ask either or, as you exhale, or on the exhale, becoming becoming aware of the groin area. So your tailbone, hips, uh, the butt, organs within. So from the belly button down to the groin area. This is radically important. And although I work at a much deeper level, your spirit level, if you want to call it, I call it your source code, it transfers into an understanding or frequency that creates or generates around the hips. And this is about wealth. And what we'll do in this session is I'll help you generate different frequencies of what we call wealth. So we understand the difference that Jesus was talking about when he was talking about wealth. His true meaning of wealth and then the the distorted versions uh, that have come about through the ages, through, through society and religion and spirituality. So noticing, as we take a strong breath and again, inhaling through the nose, holding, releasing, noticing the groin area, and from the hip, uh, from the belly button down to the groin, and then noticing your tailbone and your lower back, your mid-back, so noticing your spine all the way up to the top. So the top of your spine, bottom of your tailbone, and then the hip structure. In fact, we can actually breathe in from the groin area, up the spine, and then hold it. And then as we slowly release, going back down your spine, breathing into, exhaling out into the groin area. Go ahead and do that on your personal breath. As I help you prepare 
again, whether you're listening to this uh, as a recording, still works. Notice how you're feeling even now. As a note, the frequencies I generate do not get recorded in the recording. So how is it that I can change you? Because a lot of you are asking. Is that I can, my abilities, I can pull you back into the time that I created this recording for you. Not going to get into the science on how my abilities work. Not the right podcast for it. So as we come back, as we take a strong breath in again from the core, from the groin area, up your spine, all the way to the top, holding. Again, as we exhale, breathing through the spine and out the groin area. And what I'll do is I'll help you generate different definitions of wealth for you. From the corrupt version, which is most of societies, to Exponential intelligence version, which is the same as uh, what Jesus meant. And again, Jesus as a man outside of any religious beliefs. Let's go ahead and take a nice deep breath in again, uh, noting your mind, noting your forehead, uh, third eye area, so right between your uh, eyebrows. And we'll bring in this frequency. This is of a wealthy individual. Uh, that is of criminal in nature. Somebody might who might sell drugs, yeah, some might individuals, uh, again, a corrupt type, wealthy individual. Ah. Most of you probably seems like you do not want to be in this space. So that's how they feel all the time. If you understand this, or if you if you live in this consciousness, one, do you notice that there's always a need, that desire you can never fulfill, you want more and more and more. 
That's where greed comes in. This is where as much as you have, it could be billions, it could be trillions, it'll never satisfy because it's a gaping hole. You always have to satisfy. And it gets worse and worse. I can create that for you. This is where you start to abuse individuals, women, children, whatever, whoever, whatever, animals. Because it pulls you into the present moment. That's why that craving comes in. Because wealth, physical wealth, cannot sustain you. So now you need something more. And the most, most precious well, is of, um, uh, say, of spirit knowledge or spirit form. Again, humans, animals. Get rid of that. I've had enough of that. Open your eyes just for a flash. This is not a good feeling. Let's bring in some of your feeling it already. Um, say a corrupt politician, corrupt business leader, um, basically somebody who has sell, sold their dignity for wealth and power and fame. Uh, and we can add in very similar frequency, somebody who has sold their self for wealth power and fame from, say, a music industry, say, talent, whether it's football, soccer, uh, architecture, um, business ideas, uh, inventions, whatever. Um, anyway, selling yourself to create, say, abundance or wealth. This is this frequency. I'm just going to keep quiet, not to seed you, your thoughts of anything. Again, not another good feeling. So just some highlights of this frequency. See if we're accurate. Did you notice that there's always a sense of insecurity deep inside? This is why those individuals 
always have to create a facade on the outside. They always have to say, hey, look, this is who I am. This is how rich I am. This is how successful I am. This is they're always showing off. They always got that ego. The reason being is because whatever control that gave them whatever that they wanted, talent, whatever, in exchange for wealth, money, you notice that there was a twisting motion. It's like somebody's tightening the screw tighter and tighter and tighter. Deep within you. So as they say, tighten that screw, you start to lose the identity of who you are. You've sold yourself. You've sold your frequencies. You've sold your identity of space-time. You've sold your credit, basically. So what do you have to do? Have to show off. Have to have that ego going, yes, this is me. You have to get bigger cars, more women, more whatever. Drugs, right? To sustain, it's like, this is where I am. This is where I am. This is where I am. You're always losing yourself. As we exhale, sharp exhale, open your eyes. So you can stare at something. Just to reset yourself. And like me, not feeling that good. Uh, now you understand why a lot of people stay away from or scared of or fear well, although it's your natural birthright. Hence, wealth gets a bad name. Do one more, and then we'll get into the version of what Jesus and what exponential intelligence talk about. And this is a very important one because most individuals aren't those two versions. Uh, although a lot of people do say some level sell the, themselves or their spirits. Uh, whether it's you or in your family lineage. Uh, this is a frequency sample uh, of your average, say, hardworking individual. And that is a created success. And I'll talk more about that definition to clarify. Because it sounds good, right?
So this example, see if you felt that. You're successful, but then you're always searching for something. You just don't know what it is. You should be complete. You should be feeling complete. But why is there this gnawing feeling deep inside? Like you've reached your goal, but then again, why does the journey not feel complete? This is the paradigm where most individuals who acquire success in this fashion, uh, they work themselves to the bone, they sacrifice pretty much everything for exchange for that wealth. Uh, they equate money to time, time equals money. In that case, I'll bring that version in. Do you see that money enslaves you? If you ever equate time and money together, there's a truth to that. I'll demystify it later. But it comes to the point that, again, money, you become a slave to your wealth. And this is that frequency. As we take a deep breath in, open your eyes, reset, and notice your spine from the top right into the tailbone, and then your hip structure from belly button to the ground. Again, that feeling of emptiness, complete uh, incompleteness thinking that there should be more to life than, well, now that you've got the money, like now what? This happens to a lot of, say, millennium type, um, the younger individuals that are come up and coming. Starting to see that they make money at, you know, at a younger age, you know, 20, late 20s, 30s. Right? A lot of brilliant individuals, uh, and then they go, is that it? Now what? Or those individuals who've well, sacrificed everything now they're at an older age, they hold on to the money, and again, the incompleteness that they were before, they sacrificed a lot more, so they, now they're even more complete, but now they have the wealth, and it's like, well, okay, what happened? I was supposed to feel more complete. So resetting all that. And this is the paradigm of significant success. 
what I call significant success, version of exponential intelligence. This is what Jesus was talking about. This is what Buddha was talking about, about possessions, material possessions, not destroying you or distorting you. Bring that in for you. I could stay here forever. And if you did, this reflection of the grandness that we feel becomes your external environment, no matter what level. Again, whether it's minimal, you're happy, whether it's maximized, opulence, you're happy without distortion. So at this level, do you notice that there's a grandness, there's an internal power, but there's no ego involved. There's a sense of security, completeness. It's a space of sustenance. It's a space of grand power and confidence. And it comes from within. Although the physical knowledge, if it's needed, accompanies that internal, say, confidence. So this is where talent, this is where expertise, this is of, of the physical world, meshes together with your internal self. The 99% in harmony with the 1%. This is where you don't destroy yourself. This is where you don't destroy your family, your loved ones, the, the environment, your company. This is where you feel all-powerful, but not condemning or belittling anybody else below you or controlling them, but helping them engage to help understand who they are, that grandness that they are. So, the, so you, the grandness that you feel, the wealth, the physical wealth, is an extension of who you are, or the grandness, or the wealth that you are on the inside. So there's no distortion, there's no separation. This is what, again, Jesus was talking about. This is what Buddha taught. It falls in line with exponential intelligence. It's the frequencies that I'm generating for you.
this. It is such a beautiful space. I'm going to go ahead and leave you in this space for as long as you wish, as long as you stay quietly meditating in this space. You'll still be connected to the mastermind group. So relish in this space as much as you can. As and when you start to create it on your own, uh, you'll see your environment, the outside environment change. For deeper success tips, for deeper significant success tips, go to masajani.com. We'll be having more and more uh, topics on significant success coming up soon. Uh, and then also join me on uh, social media, Instagram, at mas underscore sajani. Notice what you notice, and then notice the details of what you notice.